Coming up on Lost, Locked On Dodgers, the Dodgers lost an ugly one in Cincinnati. Caleb Ferguson was the last in a string of relievers who didn't quite get the job done. Definitely the most egregious in that string. Also, we'll talk about that, whether or not he should have been in the game. The offense put up runs and didn't win. That has been, unfortunately, a recurring theme uh, at times this season. So we'll talk about that. A lot to talk about from this ugly loss, and hopefully we you know, won't make you cry any more than you already have today. That's what's on tap, so let's get Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now, and then you can become an everydayer just like we are. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. That's Vince Samperio. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. Excuse me. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Uh, go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter promo code locked on MLB, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. And Vince, this was the Dodgers lost nine to eight to the Reds. They were up, I believe, eight to three at one point. Uh, and realistically, they, they, this is a game you could definitely say they should have won. Uh, a lot of times losses happen, and they, there's things you could say, well, they could have won if this had gone differently. This is a game the Dodgers should have won. Had a five-run lead, uh, and you know the pitching didn't get the job done. Uh, the, the offense scored eight runs. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, but I think first we need to focus on the pitching. And, and part of it is that Tony Gonsolin wasn't efficient enough, so he was, you know, he left four innings for the bullpen to get. And, you know, but the fact is, Really, Evan Phillips was the only reliever who came in and pitched effectively who you could actually say, oh, yeah, he had a good game. Uh, everybody else who came in struggled. And so, I mean, even if I guess if Gonsolin had gone seven innings, that's, you know, one less inning or two less innings for the bullpen to have to get through. So maybe they win the game. But uh, yeah, all in all, Gonsolin didn't left too much for the bullpen and it, the bullpen just had an off night. Yeah. And it, you know, some guys more of the same, some guys a little bit uncharacteristic in a sense maybe not too much you know Yancy Almonte just hasn't had a good season so far he's had flashes here and there he's had good performances but overall in the season you know his whip's at 1.5 he's got a 684 ERA he's only got 20 strikeouts in 25 innings he's not getting you know the numbers and success he had last year Bruce Dargrado I feel like every time Bruce Dargrado gives up a run you can say oh you know he got beat by a bad comp by bad contact or you know sometimes he makes mistakes on on bad contact or on but you know whatever the case is but at some point like you know he's he was missing bats there for a little stretch there and like after his first couple appearances and he was even had more strikeouts than innings pitched but even that's gone back down he's only got you know i think 21 strikeouts and 25 innings pitched he's his era still looks good because for the most part he does a good job of limiting runs but you know he's got a whip of 1.25 like he's gonna allow base runners and it's usually by soft contact which makes it more annoying but you know that, that's just a matter of it goes and even you know those two bloop singles um a tough double play that they turned and then an infield single that ends up getting a run off Gradrol and 
it, it ends up making a difference, a little bit of a difference at least. Evan Phillips has been the guy, other than that one game where he gave up a couple home runs and maybe one other game where he struggled, he's been good just like last year. And then, you know, Caleb Ferguson, who's been good for the most part, but his struggles have come with throwing strikes. And I think that's kind of where it sits. And, and I know we're going to get into like Dave Roberts' decision using Phillips in the eighth, Ferguson in the ninth. And, you know, I think the big thing that I've seen on social media was like, oh, my God, how could Dave Roberts leave, put Ferguson in to face all righties when he's not good against righties? Which, yes, you can quibble with that before the fact, but after the fact, only one righty got a hit. The rest was walks and hit by pitch. I could say I'm more inclined to say that you could tell right away he was bothered by the weather out there and, you know, the, the pitching situation and that they could have started warming someone up earlier just noticing that fact. But I think the fact of putting them in righties is, is something that you could have quibbled before, but not after because the after wasn't people getting hits. It was him not pitching well. Yeah, he has been much better against lefty this year. But if you look at it, uh, coming into tonight, uh, his batting average uh, batting average by right-handers against him versus left-handers, righties have a batting average 198 points higher uh, than lefties, but their on-base percentage is only 180 points higher than lefties, which means that other than the hits, he's actually been better at you know not walking guys. Or well, you have to combine walking and hitting by hitting with pitches. It's kind of funny. Uh, he's hit. Uh, six or he's walked six righties with no hit by pitches. Uh, and then he has walked one lefty, but hit or yeah, one lefty, but hit three of them with pitches. Uh, it was a lefty hit tonight. And so he now has four hit by pitches this year, all against lefties, uh, the guys he's supposed to be better against. Uh, and, and yeah, like you said, the fact is righties didn't hit him. And, and I, I can understand like, I, I can understand going to Ferguson over Miller to start the inning because Ferguson has pitched better than Miller this year, not against righties necessarily, but you also, they, they're trying to make Ferguson into a guy who can be that, that guy they can trust against either side. And he's been that at times in his career. And so, you know, I get it with the two run lead. Uh, and then I also can kind of understand why you don't bring in Shelby Miller after, after Ferguson's walk the bases loaded or whatever, because Miller actually, his weakness this year has been walking too many guys, you know? And so bringing him in, they ended up having to do it anyway, but bringing Miller in it, with bases loaded, I mean, you're almost begging for a bases loaded walk. And that's not what ended up happening, but I, I think that's the thought process. But realistically, uh, it, it's an impulse of a lot of fans to blame Dave Roberts anytime the Dodgers lose. And, and for sure, managers can do things to put their teams in better or worse positions. But the fact is, Caleb Ferguson's got to get the job done. And if Caleb Ferguson throws any strikes in this outing, the Dodgers win the game because they weren't, it wasn't, uh, sorry, my nephew's trying to, sorry, uh, Joy and Donovan, you listen to this tomorrow. Uh, I declined your call because I'm doing a podcast. Um, yeah, the, the problem wasn't Ferguson giving up hits. It was, I now I declined it twice. Um it was Ferguson walking too many guys, not throwing strikes. If he throws strikes, the Dodgers win the game, and, and that's the bottom line. And, uh, yeah, it. this is on Caleb Ferguson, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, you walk Kirk Casale, who's hitting a 100-something. That was a bad one. You know, you hit the lefty. It was just on – you know, and like I said, could they have gone a different way to start the inning? Yes, that might be the biggest thing you could just – you know, you could 
go against that. Hey, you know what? Shelby Miller should have just got that ninth from the start. But like I said, it, it, you know, Ferguson's been that guy. And then today he wasn't that guy. And unfortunately it came, you know, in a bad time and in a bad spot. And the other part is, you know, the bullpen right now is not good as a collective. It, it's not good. And it was one of what we thought was going to be one of the strains coming into the season. But I see, you know, maybe not so much knee jerk reactions, but, you know, a lot of things like go, go get a closer or go, you're going to have to play for a lot of relievers at the trade deadline and all this other stuff. And it's like, you might, if, you know, if that was something the Dodgers would do, that that might be something you'd be inclined to say. But I do think that it's a matter of these guys need to pitch better. They need to get a couple guys back from health. And I do think that there's some arms in the minors that might end up like, in, like if it's like, oh, it's going to cost us this prospect to go get a reliever. Why don't we just use that prospect as a potential reliever? Because he has similar feet, you know, he might throw similar to what, what you're going to get from a reliever. So I do think that it's going to be one where we might see some young guys in some big spots here in, in July and August uh, that they're going to, you know, try out at, at in reliever roles. And then if you get the other guys back healthy, you know, that's obviously counting a lot. So I, I don't think it's all bad right now. I just think it's been a bad spot for like a month now or three weeks now where starters haven't been going that deep. They've been using a lot of the same arms and, you know, guys are starting to maybe burn out a little bit. And some of those guys weren't good before that. So it's just a matter of they're still not good. Yep. Yeah, but you're right. The bottom line is these guys got to pitch better because there's no guarantee anybody they trade for would be any better. Uh, reliever is so volatile, so they've got to pitch better. We're going to come back in a minute. We're going to talk about the offense who did their job, uh, but not quite enough, and, and that's kind of been a theme this year. So thanks for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen, and please keep it Locked on Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, so therapy is something that I, I think sometimes we think therapy is just for people who've had a major trauma or you know some big event in their life that they're trying to get past. But, but really, therapy can help pretty much everybody, you know, wh wh whether you're trying to learn to set better boundaries in your life or empower you to be the best version of yourself. So many different reasons that therapy can really help just being able to talk to someone who is trained to, uh, you know, to help give you the tools to find more balance in your life. You know, there, therapy can be very useful. If you've ever thought about trying therapy, you should really check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online. It's designed to be con convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is you just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you don't like your first therapist, just switch it up, and uh, you're going to find somebody you like. It's really useful, and like I said, it's flexible and on your schedule. So find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Locked On MLB. All right, we are back. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. If you're watching on the pod, on YouTube today, we'd love to hear from you in the YouTube comment section. If you're listening on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you through social media or email or whatever. We'll give you all that contact info at the end like we always do. Uh, we want to thank all you everydayers for being here with us every day. If you're not an everydayer, it's a really easy club to join. Just start watching or listening every day. It's a, uh, it's a lot of fun. Even on games like this, we're still talking about Dodgers. It's better than talking about something that's not baseball, you know? So we are here for you every weekday morning. We hope you'll be here with us. Uh, also, if you can't catch the Dodgers today against the Reds on TV, you can always check them out on Sirius XM or the SXM app. Uh, if you're on, in your car on your Sirius XM radio, 
Today's game will be on channel 183 at 4.10 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, or you can just launch the SXM app and search for Dodgers and you can check it out, the hometown broadcast that way. You can also listen to this podcast on the SXM app. Just search for Locked On Dodgers. So Vince, the offense scored eight runs. You can't, you know, it was obviously a, a solid game for, for the offense. I am firmly in the camp of boomer bust to play applies to games, not innings. So yeah, you can quibble. The Dodgers only had one hit after Freddie Freeman's grand slam in the fourth inning. They already had eight runs by then, you know, eight runs should be enough. They, they boomed this game and they lost. And uh, that unfortunately has been a pattern this year. You saw, you saw a stat about uh, this was, what was it? The ninth game. Yeah, Blake Harris put out a stat, the ninth loss where they scored at least five runs and the fourth loss when they scored at least eight runs. Yeah, last year for for a frame of reference. So so this year the Dodgers now, when scoring five runs or more, they are 29 and nine now. It's a very good percentage. But last year uh, when scoring uh, five runs or more, the Dodgers were 82 and four. Uh, when scoring eight runs or more, they were uh, even better than that. Uh, they only lost one game scoring eight runs or more. They were 36 and one when scoring eight or more runs last year. They've already lost four games with eight runs or more scored this year. So, I mean, it's been, and yeah, last year the Dodgers were historically good. It's probably not fair to compare them to, you know, last year. Uh, but the fact is, when you score eight runs, you should win games. And even four losses in a season, in a full season, is too much. They're on pace for, you know, about nine or 10 losses in situations like that. And that is, that's too many. The pitching really needs to step it up, but the offense, like, I don't know, Vince, I feel like the offense did everything you could have really asked them to do in this game. Yeah. When, when you score eight runs, like you said, it's okay. You didn't do anything after the fourth inning, but you did have eight runs. Like if you just look at the final score every game and you see eight runs, you're like, okay, the offense did their job. The pitching obviously didn't. And, you know, I'm never going to be upset at, at them scoring eight runs. You know, and even when the bullpen started giving up, you know, one run here, one run there, a couple runs here, it's not like it's not like the Dodgers turned it off after they scored eight runs and then, you know, tried to turn it back on. They just weren't able to score. That happens sometimes. You know, it, it even happens kind of how pitchers are a little bit more comfortable when they're pitching with a lead. You know, relievers, on the other hand, are maybe pitching a little bit different when they're down by, you know, five or more runs just for the simple fact of, I don't want to let it get out of hand more. So let me not walk guys. So let me throw more strikes. And we've talked about before, most of the time, hitters are going to not hit, you know, hitters aren't going to hit every single mistake pitch or every single pitch. That's a good pitch for them to hit. They're not always going to get a hit on it. They're, they're going to pop out. Sometimes they're going to fly out. They're going to line out. You know, there's a lot of different ways to get out than there are to get hits. And that's just the nature of the game. So it, it, it just happens to go that way. But yeah, I mean the pitching and, it, and it's been a combination for the games where they scored big runs. I mean, you had the one against the Rays where they scored 10 and lost. And that was, you know, Gavin Stone gave up a lot of those and he was the starter. And, I'm sure at least one of those losses when they've, uh, well, maybe, maybe not. One of those losses when they've given up, lost, scored more than eight and still lost was probably a Noah Syndergaard start who gives up seemingly five runs every time he pitches anyways. So they're getting put in holes by the starting pitching. Sometimes they're getting put in holes by the starting pitching, not just for runs allowed, but for not being efficient, not getting at least five innings deep, um, you know, in the bullpen having to carry a lot of that. And then, you know, the bullpen giving up runs like they did, you know, last night, Gonsolin, like I said, wasn't efficient. Five innings, three runs. 
not a great start, but good enough, especially leaving with an 8-3 lead. That's a game you should win regardless. But, yeah, I mean, when the, at the end of the day, I don't care if the offense scores eight runs in the first and nothing the rest, or if they score eight runs in the ninth and nothing before that. If you're going to give me eight runs, you should win that game. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually just looking at the starting pitchers. Uh, three, I have two more to look at. Three of the six that I've looked at so far were Syndergaard starts, uh, and looks like the other five were split. Uh, yeah, actually, the other five were split among five different pitchers. Julio, Grove, Stone, Kershaw, and whoever I didn't say just now uh, were the other the other five, but three of those were Noah Syndergaard starts. So, yeah, oh, Dustin May was the other one. So, yeah, it, it's rough, but uh, I did look at 2021, and it makes me feel a little bit better maybe. Um, 2021, the Dodgers only went 76 and 12 when scoring five or more runs. Uh, so, you know, a little bit more like this year, although that year they did go uh, 37 and 0 when scoring eight or more runs. In fact, they didn't, uh, oh, they only lost one game. So they went 46 and one when scoring seven or more runs. So yeah, it's these big games that you got to win. Like I, I can understand having, losing some five run games, that's going to happen. But if you score eight runs, you got to win pretty much every day. And, and that's something that they need to figure out. And hopefully the offense can keep scoring a bunch of runs because the fact is the Dodgers, they're actually out of first place now. The D-backs won again, so the Dodgers have dropped out of first place, hopefully temporarily. Uh, they have their first three-game losing streak in a couple months, and and hopefully they can bounce out of this, and it will be up to the to the offense to keep keep scoring a bunch of runs while the, the pitching figures it out. But, yeah, you I don't think it's a – a long-term winning strategy to just tell your offense, Hey, score eight runs every game and we'll win most of them. Uh, I, I just don't think that's sustainable. Yeah. And you know, I think we talked about it in the last segment, but Dave Roberts after the game was saying similar things that we were saying where the pitchers have to pitch better. Like he, you know, what the type of arms they have, they should be, you know, that's probably the most blame you'll get from Dave Roberts in, in the sense is, you know, you should pitch better. We need to hit better. We need to, you know, be better, whatever the case is. That's the most criticism you're probably going to get from him, but it, it, it does make sense. And at this point in time, it is a matter of pitch better because you're not going to go out and get somebody right now on a trade because half the teams don't know if they, if they want to sell or not anyways. And prices are probably a little bit higher right now. If you act desperate, you're not going to really get anybody off the street um you know the dodgers have tried we'll talk about that a little bit in the next segment a couple guys they've gotten that could you know i guess see see their way into the dodger bullpen at some point but realistically you're not going to get anything and you know maybe for whatever reason this year the mark Pryor lab or however you like to call it just isn't working out they're not figuring it out they, you know it's a combination of a few things and I, right now it's a matter of yeah they need a pitch better because there's not much help on the horizon there will be help at some point whether it's guys getting healthy younger pitchers that they turn into relievers or maybe a couple of trades in july but it's not going to happen the rest of this month yeah absolutely we will be back in a minute uh, like vince teased that we have a couple minor signings to talk about and a couple more odds and ends from this game so thanks for making locked on dodgers your first listen every weekday morning and please continue to keep it locked on dodgers this episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Look, Bird Dogs, they make pants, they make shorts. I want to talk about the shorts. They are awesome. They make you look good. They've got, they they look, I mean, they call them stretch khaki shorts. They look like they are khaki, but they are so much more comfortable because they're not made of 
stiff, restricting cotton. They are, uh, they, bird dogs invented this cloud knit fabric. It looks just like khaki, but it stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. I mentioned this last week when my daughter graduated high school, we went to the graduation, you know, my wife and I dressed up and we told, told my son who was coming with us. He's 16 years old. Said, Hey, dress kind of nice. Don't got to get like you're going to church, but dress kind of nice. So he threw on a, a polo shirt and his bird dog shorts. And he looked awesome. He looked like he was going to a nice event because these shorts, even though they feel like your gym shorts or, or even, you know, I, I joked that my, my son was quoting the Simpsons, Ned Flanders saying, feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. They're that comfortable and they look great. So if you want to look great and be comfortable, look, it's all we all really, really want in life, right? So go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and enter promo code locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right, we are back. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Especially want to thank our everydayers. If you're not a hashtag everydayer, just hashtag listen every day, and then you'll be a hashtag everydayer. Hashtag hashtag. Uh, also, if you want to check out the hometown radio broadcast of today's Dodger game, either because you're still at work or in your car or whatever, you can do that on SiriusXM or the SXM app. If you're on SiriusXM on the other radio in your car, it's channel 183. If you are on the app, just launch the SXM app and search for Dodgers, and you can listen to the hometown radio broadcast today and every Dodger game. And Vince, uh, it seems like there's been a lot of minor moves going on. Uh, Oklahoma City Dodgers had they, they've had a lot of transactions the last few days. Uh, Luke Williams, the Dodgers uh, had DFA'd him, and he got claimed by the Braves. So he was off the 40-man roster. Dodgers immediately replaced him on the 40-man roster by calling up uh, Nick, Nick, is that his first name? Nick Robertson. Robertson. Uh, and, and so he is on the active big league roster. They, they optioned t- t- Taylor, Taylor Scott. Scott. Man, these names. <laughs> I, I, I'm still working on them. Uh, so the option Taylor Scott added Nick Robertson to the 40-man roster and the 26-man roster. But they also, they signed Cole Calhoun, which is an interesting one for me because like the Trace Thompson – you know, Cole Calhoun is not a Trace Thompson replacement. He hits from the wrong side of the plate. And uh, I don't know that Cole Calhoun hits anybody other than the Dodgers these days. But uh, that's an interesting one to see if they can fix him. Uh, they signed Mike Montgomery, who most well-known for the final out, getting the final out of the 2016 World Series for the Cubs, that ground ball to Chris Bryant that he almost slipped and threw it away. Uh, who, who else did they sign? You mentioned somebody else. Uh, no, I think that was it. Zach Birdie, the guy that they claimed a f- couple weeks ago, he got outrighted to the minor, so he's still in the organization. So another guy we might see. But yeah, I mean, it's oh Ryan Brazier, Ryan Brazier. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Red Sox, Red Sox fans hate him, but you know, maybe this is what I'm talking about. Like these are the types of guys that are available right now that the Dodgers can go after and hope one of them can figure something out, uh, or at the very least give them mop-up innings if they need so they don't have to use the guys that are pitching a little bit better uh, in certain situations. You know, Phil Bickford's been pretty bad. He's on the injured list now. You know, they might need some guys here in the next few weeks. We'll see. But these are the type of guys that are available right now. I was laughing uh, about the Cole Calhoun signing because I was talking with my friend who's an Angel fan, and we were talking about how the when he got released, we saw it on Twitter, and he was like, oh, the Angels should sign him just because they play the Dodgers like six times in the next month or so. And I was like, 
no, I don't want that. And then the Dodgers ended up saying, so maybe they're just preventing that, uh, preventing Cole Calhoun from beating them this season, at least for however long he's going to stay in the organization this season. Yeah, if he's playing for Oklahoma City, he's not playing for somebody the Dodgers are playing against. So uh, it's kind of funny. He actually – he it really based on a couple big seasons against the Dodgers because he also had some years where he was terrible against them. But his overall numbers against the Dodgers look pretty good because of those big seasons. Yeah, and, and you know what? Uh, he – he could be a, I mean, he's basically David Peralta in different clothes, right? And so, you know, if David Peralta doesn't fit, end up working out, he's been, he's had a decent batting average lately, but, you know, still isn't hitting for much power. So, you know, options there, or if somebody gets hurt, you know, you never have too much minor league depth, I guess. And that's probably all Cole Calhoun is right now. But it was, uh, if he does make, I think I actually have one of my few non-Dodger bobbleheads uh, right over here is the Cole Calhoun bobblehead. So, uh, maybe that could become a Dodger bobblehead. Hopefully, my uh, my Manny Machado one will never become a, a Dodger bobblehead again. Yeah. Uh, I real quick, we didn't talk about this before, but Alec Manoa from the Blue Jays has had a really bad year so far. They optioned him today. I think obviously the direct option was to like the Florida Grove, whatever it was. Basically, like if the Dodgers send someone to like the Arizona League. Uh, complex so it's mainly just to work on himself i wonder if he becomes someone the blue jays make expendable i mean obviously they need him to get where they want to be they need him to be like where he was last year but i wonder if this is a case of like him the person along with him not pitching well or just him not pitching well they want him to go work on some mechanics or go take a break or something like that yeah i'm just looking at his stats this year his big thing he leads the major league in walks He's walked 42 guys in 58 innings. Uh, other than that, like he's is although his strikeout rate's down, although it's not even last year when he finished third in the Cy Young vote, he only had 8.2 strikeouts per nine. Uh, so the, the big difference is though this year it's 7.4, which is a difference, but not a huge difference. But his walk rate went from 2.3 walks per nine to 6.5, and his home runs went from 0 0.7 to 1.7. So walking too many guys and giving up too many homers, and so his 636 ERA is totally earned. His, his, his FIP is 652. Uh, but last year he was a 224 ERA, but his FIP was 335. So he's maybe a little bit lucky last year. I saw Eno Saris said that uh, his his model never really liked Manoa that much, but not it didn't dislike him to the tune of a 636 ERA. Uh, yeah, I assume this is just a case. I, I think if they're really that down on him, it would have been triple A AA or double A that they sent him to, not the the complex league, because it's clearly let's go where our entire staff is. It really is like sending somebody to Camelback Ranch. You know, we've got all our tools there, everything there. You go work on fixing whatever's wrong. And I, you know, he was a first round pick by the by the Blue Jays just four years ago. He made a big splash. Uh, I I always feel like it's a fat joke when I say something somebody built like him made a big splash and I guess I'm allowed to make fat jokes, but uh, I'm sure he could make a big splash at the swimming pool, but he made a big splash in the big leagues. And I think they're still counting on that. So yeah, it's hard to see him getting uh, available, but you know, I wouldn't mind because that would definitely be a fun one for the prior lab. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. A couple other names real quick since, you know, I think we got a question about it and you know, there's the, the main guys where for starters, there's, Giolito and Giolito, who would pitch very well against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium today. There's Dylan Cease, who still has a couple of years, so I might cost a little bit more. There's obviously Corbin Burns. 
you know, there's other guys like that. I think the White Sox are interesting because they are one of the teams that aren't that good. And even, but they're in a bad division. So that's kind of makes it a little bit tough because they do have guys like Giolito, Cease could potentially help the Dodgers, Liam Hendricks, you know, Joe Kelly's there. He's pitching relatively well. That's a guy that, you know, the Dodger fans I'm sure wouldn't mind back. Uh, you know, Tim Anderson, that's probably faded away a little bit unless he starts picking it up. But that is a team to be on the lookout for if you're a Dodger fan. Uh, and if you want to root for somebody to keep losing, I would say it would be that team. Yeah, and we'll get to contribute to that next week. The White Sox come to town. Hopefully I'm going to be at one or two of those games. Uh, trying to say which one. There's two bobblehead giveaways in that series. And the one game that's not a bobblehead giveaway is my son's birthday. And so trying to figure out which game or games I'm going to go to. But uh, hopefully we'll be down there. I think that's probably enough for this episode, right? Yeah. Worst loss of the season until this point. But like I said on Twitter, I, it's the grand scheme of thing, if the Dodgers lose something by a game, there's going to be plenty of other games that you could think of. And this one might come to mind, but it won't be the only one. Yeah. Let's just bounce back and win today and everything will be fine, especially if they win you know, the next nine days too or something. So we want to thank you all for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen, especially our everydayers. If you're not an everydayer, become one. Just listen every day. Uh, if you want to check out the hometown radio broadcast of today's game or any Dodger game, you can do that on SiriusXM or the SXM app. Just launch the app and search for Dodgers. You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at VinceSense91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog, and the DMs are open in all of those places. You can also email us at LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com, or you can send us a voicemail or a text message at 323-863-LOCK5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.